Party on, Jeff. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Crap your cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. And that's the Wells over there. You go have to spew. Spewing spew this. this. I give you my no spew guarantee. God, and he honks. <clears throat> We're old. Pardon me. Do you happen to have any gray coupon? I, I, uh, I, I saw a funny meme, and I know it's not new, but it was like... Uh, uh, something like that. I, I've, I've been around for a long time. I remember the first TED Talk. It was excellent. It's like Bill and Ted from the. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, yes. Yes. Correct. So cool. All right. Well, you want to continue your journey? I did some more things, y'all. You did. So, first weekend was like Road Trip Central from Charlotte through Knoxville to Indianapolis to Nashville and back to Charlotte. And I just, I guess, had a little too much fun in Nashville that. I had to go back, but before I went back, before I went back, dear listener, uh, has anybody heard of the band Him? Yes. You have. There of we course. Go. You know, that yeah. Finnish uh, love metal group. Yeah, go- early... gothic metal band. Yeah. Oh, I love them to pieces. Well, anyway, Vila Vallo came through on his solo tour, so I naturally had to go see him. This was Friday night, and then just as soon as my ears stopped ringing in the morning, I jumped on a plane to Nashville to see none other than Taylor Swift. T-Swift. And it, a friend of mine said... It's the Eras like, Tour? The Eras Tour. Yeah, you yeah. got tickets? Oh, yeah. Well, I got I got ticket. Well, we were... You know, good little group. 70,000 screaming teens surrounded us. And uh, wasn't that show, like, massively delayed? This was last night. Or Sunday night's was. Wells is Sa- loving it. He's like... I keep getting older, but they stay the same age. Dude, there were like 12 in front of me. Stop that shit. It's gross. Okay, so last night, the the one you went to wasn't delayed. Yeah. Oh, it was was freaking wonderful. Okay. Could not have asked for a better concert experience. So wait, Um, she did two nights? Three. Three? Three. Jesus. At three and a half hours a piece. Holy shit. 45 songs a piece. Wow. And I I mean, that's not my jam. That's not my style of music, but but respect. 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 Um, it's it's like attending a Super Bowl halftime show for three and a half hours. Wow. I was exhausted at the end of it. I bet. Like, I've been to fish shows that are three and a half hours, and I'm, like, physically exhausted. This was just, like, emotionally taxing because... It hit so hard? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, nothing quite like the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Uh, that was good. Um... That was what I did. She didn't do that song about y'all's breakup, did she? Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> I think she's moved on to somebody unfortunate. Uh, Jeff, what have you done since? Jack and squat. Awesome. How many squats? Two. Two. And how many jacks? No jacks. Uh-huh. 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 Sure. It's dry well, that's cool. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And, you know, I respect that she did that long of a show. That's... That's fucking insane. I mean, I am a fan. Uh, Three and a half hours is a long though. time. I thought I was ready for that. And at the end of it, I'm kind of like, it's weird that there is still reality where that's not a Taylor Swift concert. But at the same time, I mean, take me back. I honestly was looking at um, tickets for... Sunday night, and I'm so glad that I wasn't just like, peace out to my friends and just like yellowing on a, a field seat because two hour rain delay, I would have been miserable. Yeah, and the show didn't end until like 1 30. Which, I mean, again, kudos to But you go out there and you do the whole set. Like, why? You didn't have to do that. That's cool. All right, so weird airport question. Yes. You were in Nashville. Yes. Nashville used to be an airport that you could smoke in. Did you smell cigarette smoke as you were walking around Nashville? Uh, I mean, literally, uh, no. Okay, because, I mean, clearly now in today's modern age, you would be able to smell it immediately as you're walking through. So, a uh, funny airport story that I didn't tell, and it, it's fucking Florida, so of course you know this would happen. So, I'm landing in my terminal and walking to my gate because they play the gate change game like three times and as i'm walking i clearly smell cigarette smoke and i'm like um what what and so i turn around 
and I walk towards these mellow smoke. I'm like, because I, I have my phone out because I'm like, somebody's about to get arrested. This is going to be funny. This is going to be cool. No, there was just an open air smoking bar in the Miami International Airport. As one does. You're just, you're literally, you have a canopy over you and you're outside, yet you're in the airport and you could just smoke. And it was the craziest thing I think I'd seen in a long time because, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Lost Abby. They hey, found yeah. it home. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a segue. Yeah. All I right. mean, just it's, moving it's, right through it's it. It's story time, everybody. Um, the Lost Abby. Yeah, we talked about this. So them and Pete Support, like their kind of parent company, stepbrother, whatever, um, they're going through a little bit of a split. So Pete Support is going to continue to operate, and so is Lost Abby, but... The founders are kind of like two of them are going one way and one of them's going another. Well, Lost Abbey has been looking for a home and they've recently found one. Cool. Where are they in, going? Uh, the original Mother Earth Brew Company. Near North Carolina. Yeah, so they're moving okay, to North so Carolina. There's, 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 yeah. <sighs> so there's two. <laughs> he was so ready. He hates us so much. Yeah. So there's two Mother Earth brews. What? Are, are, are there? What? Yes, I know. So, which is why if you're going untapped, you look That's like at episode one. 32 of Crab Beer Guest, I think. Yeah. Callback. Yeah. So Pete Sports going to continue to exist. Uh, Lost Heavy's going on its own. They're taking with it their hard tea line, which I didn't know they made. They got and the hard also, tea line in the divorce. Got and it. also the sub brand Tiny Bubbles. Which is nothing but Brett beer. That sounds up Lost Abbey's alley. Um, so in Vista, California, which is where Mother Earth Brew Company is, M-E-B-C, uh, is located. Uh, they moved out of there in 2016 and opened up a new uh, larger facility in Nampa, Ohio. Not Tampa, but Nampa with a... Nampa? And is in Mansi. Just kidding. Um, so anyway... They have not been brewed in uh, Vista for some time, and but Lost Abbey is going to move in as kind of like a, what is it, an alternating proprietorship. And okay, what does that mean? Basically, it's like y'all own the place, but we're going to bring our people in there and just set it up as our tap room at least for the next few years. Kind of see how this whole thing works out. Gotcha. Um, they have the capacity to make Lost Ivy beer. They have a number of fermenters, fooders, everything on site. Um, I am super excited because why in the world are we talking about Lost Abbey? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because anytime that I see anything Lost Abbey related, I, I just go into pure ass shutdown mode. I mean, forget like duck, At, duck. Your ass shuts down. Forget like duck, duck, goose and, and all that fun stuff. Cable car. But, and cable car and... Um, just even thinking about it one of my probably top three favorite beers of all time came from Lost Abbey mm -hmm. and it's called Deliverance and Deliverance that's, uh, that's, uh, that tracks for you uh -huh. it, yeah sure so it is it is a blend of bourbon barrel aged serpent stout and brandy barrel aged angel share barley wine I have had that beer maybe ten times it's I, I love it I Dream about it sometimes when I'm awake and asleep. <laughs> it's awesome. it's amazing. If, if I ever see it, rarely, uh, I I just it makes me just get wistful thinking about it. I, anyway, um, quit rubbing your crotch. So I'm I'm really happy that it looks like Lost Abbey's moving forward. They found a yeah, new that's good home for the next few years. Again, loving the pieces and. Uh, you know, cheers. Completely segueing before we get to the next story. Normally we do the, uh, what you've been doing and, you know, inevitably you forget about something. So, uh, <clears throat> had um, a friend over. We share a birthday. Okay. Fun, fun fact. And uh, Oh, yeah, was, your birthday's coming Right, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to pull some stuff out. Uh, oh, hey, you know what I forgot about was that um, 30th anniversary Boulevard. <sighs> Uh, came in the the whiskey box, yep. whatever kind of thing, and um, man, that beer was fan 
friggin-tastic. Oh, I know. You still got one. I was saying, you mean this one? Yeah, the one, because it, it was like, like what, 12 or 13 bucks for a, a 750 and like we all went nuts and bought a bunch of them. I'm going to tell you, it like I was nervous because, uh-huh. you know, I've had it sitting up straight. It's a corked bottle for all I know. You know, like maybe it's just, you know, got oxidized. Uh-uh. Fantastic. Nice. Absolutely loved it. Huge hit. Huge buy. Very nice. Uh, well, I kind of freaked out when I opened this article because there's a very familiar face yeah, in this article. Could he not have gotten a newer picture, though? Because if you look real close, right there, it's a, a Charlotte-based equipment manufacturer that he's posing oh, okay. in front of. So, yeah, good, good, good job, buddy. I'm just kidding. This is a... A, a re- semi-recent guest that we've had on the show. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been a couple. Which of years. I guess is recent for us. We don't do guests too often. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, That's true. So the Rhode Island Brewers Guild, you know, that I think of all the time. The same. They have a whopping thirty-seven breweries under their umbrella. But hey, it's it's uh, not bad concerning. They just started their guild like ten years ago, and Rhode Island's a very, very, very small state. Has hired a new uh, executive director. Who is it? I don't know. Who is it? That looks like Niels. Is it? it? Is. is that Niels Weldy? It is. Oh, is that that's who it is? Congratulations, so the, Niels. The face yeah. of the Charlotte uh, Independent Brewers Alliance, uh, who's since moved up to Rhode Island, turned over the keys to. Um, oh God! Why can't I remember? What's the beer festival that was going on every single year? Queen City Brewers Fest. Yeah, QCBF. Jesus, sorry. I I started to think of like... You're fine. What's the... If QCBF is the acronym, what does that stand for? Uh, Anyway, he moved up to Rhode Island a few months ago, and you know we wished him well on the show, and he bid farewell to Charlotte, and kind of like, well, he had a good run in beer. I wonder what he's going to do next. Oh, yeah, more beer stuff. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. So rather than running... Um, the Charlotte Independent Brewers Alliance, which had over 50 breweries under its umbrella. Which he, he kind of really championed and brought up from a very small membership number up to, what was it, like 44 or something like that by the time he left? I think it's in the article. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's going from running a state uh, citywide, uh, well, five-county, I should say, umbrella to the entire state of Rhode Island, which... I, I don't know which is bigger to be. I mean, yeah, I'm, Rhode I'm make, Island I'm is a, really small. I'm making a joke, but I'm also being serious. Yeah, like the Rhode Island's sh- tiny. Mecklenburg and its surrounding counties. I I I meant to look this up to see like how big that is, but versus Rhode Island. So I I have a feeling I'm just clowning on Rhode Island needlessly. Whatever. No, uh, you're not. It. I, I pulled this up to the well the reason I pulled this up is it showed up in my Google News feed with his picture as like the 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 tag thing like why in the hell is Neil staring at me in Google News <laughs> right like what, what have you done oh oh something good that's awesome um, but that's great um, yeah cheer, it's really cheers cool. to Neil's and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Rhode Island Brewers Guild R I B G y'all need to work on that acronym but you know it's whatever. Um, interested to see kind of how things grow and continue. Yeah, Jeff, do you have a square? I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, Rhode Island. Uh, oh shit! No. Uh, oh th- damn it! There it was. Uh, I hate it when you like right as you tap on something, it goes away. Uh, okay, fifteen hundred forty-five square miles for Rhode Island. Okay. Yes. Fifteen forty-five. Uh, Mecklenburg County. Uh, 546 square miles. Wow. So Mecklenburg County alone is a third the size of Rhode Island. I'm just, you And know, that doesn't even include... I don't know that's how square miles work, but yeah, we'll go with that. For easy math, sure. I don't know. I don't, is it my understanding we would not be doing math tonight? I was, I was promised... <laughs> no, no. Math. Uh, we got the SATs coming up later, just... And the Wonderlick. Even though Even though they don't use the Wonderlick test anymore, uh, we're going to be doing that. Wonderlick. We're going to be doing that later tonight. <laughs> Wonder Lick. Oh, God. <sighs> See what happens when he hangs out with us long enough that he just turns into us? Like, Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? 
Do you know what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Donnie? Oh, lordy. And that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> All right, well, it's what's going on in Washington. Okay, two things. Well, this is more of an Oregon story, but first off, I want to point out something awesome. I've never wanted to be on a government commission before or any sort of like government agency. No. Until this one. Okay. It's the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission. Are oh, God, you... that's got your name written all over it. It kind of does. <laughs> I mean, like that, that, that is you in a bubble. What are the. Office... How did you get in that bubble? But that's you in the bubble. What are the office parties like at the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission? This is they have great. cupcakes and coffee. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> What's the dosage? They have a very serious zero tolerance policy for any imbibing of um, company property. All right, cool. I'll just be sure to clock out before I go to the break room. Um, so this is an interesting uh, Oregon versus Washington State kind of thing. Uh, three breweries in Washington filed a lawsuit against the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission. Uh, saying that, like, Oregon's policy of not allowing out-of-state breweries to self-distribute uh, violated the Constitution. And it's been settled. So congratulations to Washington State Breweries because you are now allowed to do self-distribution nice. inside Oregon. Okay. So prior to this, uh, they only allowed... Oregon could only allow, like, if you were an Oregon-based brewery, you could do self-distribution. But if you were from out of state, so, and this ruling does not only pertain to Washington. It pertains to anybody that wants to do self-distribution in Oregon now. So I'm I'm, I'm looking at this, like, I I have questions and I haven't had time to to research. Yeah, because. Like, A, does this only apply to the relationship, like, with Oregon and surrounding states? Uh, or does the, like what does this do to self distribution laws in other states? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because what is this one? I am so confused by one. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that that does bring up a really good question because, yeah, it, it, is it just Washington? Is it all the surrounding states? Is it anybody? Like people on the East Coast could just show up and go, "Hey, guess what? We're Divine Barrel, and we can distribute here now." And then what does that mean for every other state? I mean, theoretically, in at least this instance, burial could and may, I mean, it's possible, uh, start self-distributing in Oregon if they so chose. That's crazy. Like, they could. And anybody can now. And the thing is, like, part of the law that was struck down was, well, Oregon breweries could ship to Oregon, like people in Oregon, but like people like brewers in Washington could not ship to people in Oregon. Well, now they can. So as if Oregon wasn't already just like the craft beer Mecca and this, that, and the other, well, now the the floodgates are open, which is going to kind of, I mean, I can't help but think hurt the local, like this is a very like protectionism kind of, uh, mentality that was going on, like we're going to nurture our own homegrown breweries and right. kind of protect our local industry from the outside world. And now those walls are down. Yeah, I mean, imagine so, you're a, a fledgling brewery, like you know, not to say Southern Grist is small, but like we were talking about Southern Grist last show. Yeah, they're not huge, but they're they're growing. Right. And then suddenly the state of Tennessee is like, ah, yes, and anyone can self distribute here, and like everybody in North Carolina is like, sweet, we're in. You know, like yeah. I, I would be, I would be nervous as a small brewery. Yeah, well, and not only that, but just this could have big repercussions for other states that you potentially. Say, I know say I say that, that but potentially, you say, I would say you. But at the same time, you look at how I'll say ahead of the curve, I guess Oregon is in terms of what it's. Yeah, that's true because TTB and not TTB, but you know, like alcohol. Well, and, well, I was going to say, in case a listener does not know, pretty much Oregon and specifically Portland basically said, "Hey, all drugs are legal here now. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, you can just buy it in Portland." Yeah, uh, it, decriminalized or decriminalized. But I mean, that's what, different. You can't buy it because that's well, federally illegal. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's just like marijuana being legal in Colorado. It's not federally re- legal, but I mean, same basic principle in theory. If you wanted two wells, you could open up a Ride the Dragon shop tomorrow in Portland, and you might have to do like Bitcoin or cash only, but you could have people ride the white pony all the time. Oh, that's the cotton pony. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on to the next story, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so this is a little bit of a feel-good story, uh, to, for me at least. <laughs> so uh, I went to the Highland Brewing uh, Company recently. Okay. Oh, actually, why in the heck did we not add that to... It was after... Whatever. Is he asking why we didn't add the article that he's talking about? No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, so Liz and I keep up with like every single brewery that we visit. Right. And when she was going through, she makes a spreadsheet. It was a Google Maps overlay. It's I knew really, I liked her for a It's reason. really freaking cool. So She's super but, cool. But we added like the 10 that we visited, but we did not add Highland. Uh, Ooh, why not? Uh, I Because I... I think we made that list when we were at our 10th stop and didn't order when we stopped for a lot of time. Gotcha. Anyway, so Highland Brewing, everybody, whenever you think of Asheville these days, you at least think of like maybe the Biltmore State, but definitely craft beer. It's, oh, totally. It was Beer City USA for a long time, you know, won that title three years in a row, yep. but it was not always this way. And the reason that Asheville kind of became, like, got in on the ground floor of North Carolina's craft beer scene was a man named Oscar Wong who founded the Highland Brewing Company in the basement of uh, a, a restaurant in downtown Asheville called Barley's. Well, he was recently uh, awarded the highest civilian honor that can be dispo- uh, bestowed upon somebody in North Carolina, the Order of the Longleaf Pine, for his contribution to uh, Asheville and to the state of North Carolina because there was not craft beer in western North Carolina, Asheville, anything before he showed up and took a risk in his retirement and just said, hey, you know, I'm tired of doing this other thing. I want to make beer instead. And look at what Asheville's been doing since then. It's yeah. estimated that Ash- the craft beer industry in Asheville has a billion-dollar-a-year impact. That's a lot of money. Wow. Um, it's the, like, it was estimated that, like, Wicked Weed a, a few years ago was the number two tourist destination I mean, this was before Sierra Nevada, but the number two tourist destination in, in Asheville proper behind the Biltmore. That's wow. crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, now, that I is. understand that we're talking about Wicked Weed now, but really this could not have been possible if if Oscar Wong didn't say, you know what, I, I believe that I can make beer better than the big boys, and and, and damn, I've, I've met the guy a few times. He's super awesome. I know his daughter, Leah, who's now the... You run in the place. I look. I know, but she remembers me too. So kiss my ass. Um, stop that. She remembers you too. So you didn't root for her. Good job. I did notice on the. That's I did notice on the plaque here. They've got the new logo, which yeah. I mean they rebranded. What's it been like three years? Maybe four yeah. years ago. Yeah, about three years. I mean, you know, not that it matters. Would you have wanted the original logo that you used, or uh, what that would have been kind of cool? But you know. Highland is definitely one of those, um, especially for those of us that have been. I mean, I know it's hard to sell to call yourself a native when you were not officially born in a city. I've been here now longer than I was in the Midwest. I feel like I can kind of call myself a native at this point, or at least half mm. native. You've got enough years in, right? I mean, you know, we can debate it all day long, but. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> I know you will, asshole. But growing you're, up, you're you're more transplanted than most. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have I have roots. I have a home here, and I've paid taxes for years. Oh well, shit. He pays taxes, y'all. <laughs> I know. Watch out. Watch out. Uh, Highland is definitely one of those. You always looked at them almost. Weirdly to me, I always looked at them almost like foothills. And I know foothills is way smaller than Highland, but. You looked at them as the old guard, right? Of here are two massively giant breweries that are in Winston Salem and Asheville that distro pretty much all over the entire state. Uh, for the longest time, Island didn't really kind of click with me because I, to be honest, just wasn't a fan of their beers. Um, 
I, maybe the rebrand helped. I don't ignore them anymore. I do actually pay attention to them. I've never gotten on the Cold Mountain hype. No, but Th- that's I like, like the one hype thing I don't chase from them. But I, if I see something from them and it's new, I pay attention to them. Now. Yeah, I, I like their AVL IPA. Yeah, you know, I, th- it's, I think it's, it's pretty good. And, it's, and it's it's a solid fridge beer. You know, it's it's, it's not expensive. You know, in a world where, you know, oh, you want an IPA, that'll be $18 for a four-pack. Like, it's nice just to be able to go and get beer for a reasonable price. Yes. You know, they're not doing anything stupid crazy. No, that's that's the other thing is they have just kind of maintained. And I know that's a weird way of, of putting it, but it seems like they've just kind of maintained. And they haven't, other than their rebrand, they haven't really, excuse me, gone crazy, like, chasing hype beers yeah. or anything like that. It's just... So they kind of did though for for okay. a, a, a a very hot second. They brought yep. in a new brewer, who kind of injected some fresh blood into them. Okay, and then she went on to Guinness. When, That's when, right. When Guinness opened up, yeah, and that was it, all during the rebrand too, wasn't it? It was. So at that point, since then, Highland has been kind of like that was a breakneck period. It kind of elevated them from one plateau level to another. But I've. See, I'm not like you. I was like Highland Gaelic. He was born here. No, Highland Gaelic was one of the first craft beers that I ever fell in love with. Gotcha. Like Highland was like what I considered my holy trinity at the time. It was Rogue, it was Highland, and it was Brooklyn. Like those were the three breweries that I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Now that shifted over time, obviously. And at some point... Highland didn't really fall out of favor, but it was kind of like they were always there. And so I kind of took advantage of them and maybe ignored them, overlooked them, everything. But they were good. Yeah. Like they've always been good. And yeah. I mean, speaking of trend chasing, if, if you will, I went there weekend before last and they had uh, a cold IPA and mm. then the, the DDH unfiltered cold IPA. What, the DDH version was good but the regular one was like i i can't I wait need, to try oh wait we don't have I, that one well hey look hey. Do, do you see I, I bought 11 four packs or sorry 10 four packs and a bottle uh over the course of that weekend i'm sorry if i kind of ran out of money before i hit up highland all you had to do was stop on the side of the road just give another handy it'd have been all uh, right <laughs> Maybe I should start charging more for my hand job. You I don't, should. I don't know. You should. You're but, undervaluing yourself. But going back to Highland and and Oscar Wong, he's a, he's a super nice guy, and dude deserves it. I don't know where yeah. Asheville. I mean, I think it's inevitable that Asheville could have become a craft beer town. But anyway, he but, made that thing happen. Yeah. Okay, but arguably, like <clears throat> I have to imagine that some form of wicked weed. And Wedge and some of those others launched because of Highland. Oh, 100%. And then because of Green Man. And then, you know, it all kind of falls in place. But you got to have that catalyst. And that's this yeah. is super awesome. Absolutely. But, um, and yeah, that, uh, it's super cool. I, I, it's very amazing that he got honored, as he should. Um, cause yeah, I don't, I don't know that North Carolina in general would be such a craft beer destination if it wasn't for some of the old guard that's here. Yep. yep. Plain and simple. Speaking of, uh, the old guard, here we are <laughs> going to be talking about Brawley's beverage. Yeah. We're going to mute ourselves for a sec. You go on. Uh, speaking of the old guard, uh, Brawley's beverage, one of the mainstays of the Charlotte craft beer scene. Uh, it just turned 20, um, before, like in between recordings, I've been going there since 2004. So almost since he opened, Brawley was huge in terms of my craft beer growth, rather than going to a total wine, like I was doing and just doing like a mix six pack, trying to figure out what I wanted. He would help me curate, um, beer selections. And the funny thing was he would recommend I pick up like six different things. But the next time I came in, he remembered what he suggested to me, asked me what I liked. And 
would suggest other things to me, but he would always remember. And that's the thing that really meant the most to me. So to see him go from like a beer and wine shop to like a beer shop that also served beer to a local neighborhood pub that sold packaged beer to go and, and still had some wine. Um, it's always a place that I felt like home. I think that this article definitely, uh, kind of hits on a lot of the sentimental notes that, that I kind of feel when I talk about Brawlies. I know y'all have not had the same beer journey that I've had. Definitely a different relationship with Brawley. And it's not to say that it's always been sunshine and butterflies and everything with him. Because um, I've sold beer to him and sometimes we've had some disagreements about things. But I, I can't say that the Charlotte beer scene would be the same without him like he was he started like it was charlotte oktoberfest and brawley's black and blue like 12 years ago i've been to every single brawley's black and blue and i will go next year if i can make it um it's it's a it's a great spot uh always something different and unique on tap um i, I love him to pieces I really don't give a shit what y'all think about it. No, no I, I know you don't. And it's congr- Look, seriously, legitimately, congratulations yeah. for making it this far. Yeah. It, it is, he absolutely has done something that a lot of other beer purveyors in this town have not been able to accomplish. That's no small feat. Yep. He, you know. Nothing but respect. Yep. And th- but And also... Oh, Speaking yeah. of things that have been around for a while. Yeah. But enough uh, about your mom. Let's talk about beer some more. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, way... Uh, all right. So, let's let's talk about the coronation. Do uh, we have to? I have avoided it for so long. I know. And this is the only way we're actually really going to talk about it. There was a beer that was brewed 86, 86 years ago for King Edward's canceled coronation. King Edward the... Eighth. There we go. Teeths. Eighteenth. The eighth. Eighth. Uh, canceled coronation, and it's now going on sale. So why did it canceled coronation? What the heck? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh what yeah, that's right. Because he wasn't allowed to marry a divorcee. Yeah. And was like, you know what? I'm gonna marry this woman. This is 1936, by the way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry this person. And uh, if that means I can't be king, then so be it. So they brewed the spear in honor of his coronation, and he abdicated the throne. Like, nah, I don't want to be king. I'd, I'd rather be married to, to Wallace Simpson. So a lot, of the, a lot of beers were made for this coronation, and when the coronation never happened, they just got stored away and forgotten. As one does. As one does. For a very long time. 75 years, man. These things just like sat in a basement or in a cellar, just like forgotten about for 75 years. I mean, at least in theory, yep. you're in a cellar, right? You've got, depending on what kind of cellar well, you're in. And what kind of style it is. And what kind of style it is. Oh, it's a barley one. Who is it now? You, you, you could have some fairly decent aging conditions. Now, granted, bottle technology back then... Mm, not not what we're at now. So cork and cage, you can tell from the pictures, probably a little cardboardy. That was a joke. Way cardboardy. But at the end of the day, the curious mind would still want to try to like. I feel like we have a story about every six months about and so and so found this old beer that's 85 years old. Let's see what happens. But wouldn't you want to try one? Nah. Really? I, I did want to try one, and I looked for this auction site, but I couldn't find a link, damn, anywhere. So this beer was discovered after 75 years, and that was in 2011. So they have sat for an additional 12 years. So this mm. is 1936 to 2023. And they, I guess they've just been waiting for another coronation, right? I'm sure. And... Uh, old Liz uh, just did uh, uh, not uh, want to kick the bucket. Oh, so, so you're saying that maybe they had a hand in this, Wells? Oh. It's a conspiracy. Oh, oh, oh. I did like, it's I saw. regicide. I, yeah, I, I, I saw where uh, Charles and what's her fit Camilla were uh, riding in their carriage with those seatbelts on. And, you know, as a shout out to Diana. Like, that was awful nice. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> was Charles in the back and Camilla was pulling the carriage. <laughs> Why the long face? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could, uh, you know, Budweiser would be like, oh, yes, America, Clydesdales, look, we're at the coronation. And people are like, no, nah, dude. So, yeah, the, the specs on this beer, 12% ABV, uh, using English hops and barley to give it a rich, fruity flavor. And I'm like, that's an English-style barley wine, like, full stop. Um, and I really did, I really wanted to bottle this, like, not going to lie, because I had a bottle that was uh, brewed in honor of uh, Prince Charles and Queen Diana, or Princess Diana. Uh, so that was a 1983 vintage, and I drank it... Uh, 28 years later so that's that's the oldest bottle that i've ever had it was a 28 year old bottle of beer okay so that actually brings up a good question yeah i i am curious with all three of us what is the oldest spirit or beer that you've ever had in your life so beer wise that was 28 years 28 years spirit wise do you know off the top of your head because i do no Okay. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. I mean, I feel like I, I know I've had some 15-year bourbon. I, I'm, I'm not into the super expensive, super long, old, super old stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, beer-wise, oh, gosh, I don't know that I've made it more than eight years on anything. Okay. I, I've, got, I, I've got one or two sitting in my cellar for my oldest graduation that's coming up here in the next month or so, and... I have no idea what to expect with those. Right. I, you know, I, I feel like I've learned over the years that aging beer is a fool's gambit. It's just just not worth it. Well, and, and, and I mean, realistically, aging anything is almost a fool's gambit because, uh, yeah. you know, the point that we have made countless times on the show is you can have a whiskey that's 20, 25, 30 years old. It doesn't really change that much at that point. No, it doesn't get any better. The, yeah. the, the thing that makes it change is the time spent in the barrel. Yep. And, and so uh, the oldest whiskey I have ever had, and this was not like I didn't buy this at any way, shape, so or form. So you stole it. Got it. Yeah, I wish I did. Prison, uh, prison wallet? Was at a friend's house, and they were cleaning out their attic of a like duplex that they had bought. Oh, hell no. There was a bottle of whiskey that was from the 50s. Wow. And they said, do you... Was it opened or... No, it was was still sealed. But even then, like, okay, so even though it was from the 50s, that doesn't... I mean, like, okay, that's how old it was. Right. But it it didn't change. It didn't change anything. Right. This beer will have changed. Yes, quite a bit. So it's kind of an unfair, like... No, I'm just... I I just... The basic question I asked was, what was the oldest? So the oldest whiskey I ever had was... You know, bottled in 1950. That's cool. Uh, it tasted like a Jack Daniels. Like, it didn't taste any different than a Jack Daniels that I could go buy off the shelf. Right. I didn't die of cholera that night. Somebody just forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Beer-wise, I think most of the stuff, I'm right there with Jeff, eight to ten years. Because, uh, yeah, we, we kind of did experiments a very long time ago on the show of, I'm going to throw shit in that keyser, and yeah. we're just going to let it hang yeah. for years, and let's see what happens. And I mean, that, it that it is, didn't that really... Yeah, it didn't, in a lot of cases, it didn't help. In some cases, it made a slight difference. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that it does change the beer, and it can turn out well, but your results are going to be mixed. And honestly, that's a big part of why I'm, I don't want to say flushing all my old beer, because I'm not. But it's like, this is stuff that I've been sitting on, and I'm waiting for a reason to do it. And honestly, like, my youngest graduating high school, I don't know what else. Like, not going to have any more kids. Right. And... Hey, Jeff, surprise. No. Um, <laughs> Wells is your son. I'm definitely not tall enough. <laughs> As the shortest person here. Yeah. I, I was super tempted. I went up to Philly to visit some friends, and we went to Monk's Cafe, and they had a, bottles of goose going back into the 70s, but they did have one from my birth year, or a bottle of Lamech, and I'm just like, huh. Do I really want to spend? I think it was seventy five dollars. Which, look, I I blew more money at the next stop on beer than I did on that one bottle. And honestly, I've been kind of regretting it ever since. It's sure. been ten yeah. years since then. Like, I, I feel like that's the perspective that the three of us have that most people don't. Right, and and, and I say this a lot anymore. 
that beer that you're pining over, but you're afraid to buy it because it's so expensive, don't buy it. Yeah. Because odds are there is another similar beer that is 95% as good, and you would not know the difference if I gave it to you blind. And yep. You'd say, oh, yeah, no, this is great. And be like, yeah, cool, because that was the you know, $10 version, not the $100 version. Yeah. You know, I, I understand the secondary market is a whole thing, and that is all hype. And being able to show how big it, your EPN is and, uh, you know, you do you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on somebody for making a purchase like that, but your point wells, like there, there's a, there's a, there's a return on investment. There's, there's a, you know, like it's opportunity cost. It's just not, you know, yeah, but a lot it's of called cases, a really good story. Like if I had yes. had, if I had had a bottle of beer that was 30 years old, like that's super cool. It was bottled in my birth year, and that was awesome. Or I can just go blow seventy five dollars on a whole bunch of shit that I don't remember. Yeah, I really wish that I had gotten that bottle of goose. I think it would have For been real. awesome. For real. And, and you know, yeah. we've talked about that with like Utopias. You know, like it's it's a stupid expensive bottle, and every year it gets worse. And one of these years we will find it, and we will go in on it, and we will all have. I say all of us, maybe not Will's. Josh and I will have sticker shock over it and we'll be miserable about it. And then we'll have it and be like, well, that was my Everest. Yep. I got nothing else. Yeah. Other than Kate the Great, which will never exist anymore. So, but I don't feel like and I've had that too. Yeah. I you mean, wanna, you want to kick him in the nuts? Yeah, I totally. Got a, I got a knife here. You want to take a break real quick? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's cut him open. We'll be back in 30. It's time for buy no buy. Wells, how does that work? Well, buy no buy. It's like family, but with more cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have been drinking beer throughout the course of the show, and it's time for us to let you know what we think about these beers that we've been drinking throughout the course of the show using the simplest uh, possible way. And would we buy it or would we not buy it? Jeff, kick us off. Uh, first up from Smith and Wesson. This is pepperoni hug spot. Oh my freaking goodness. Oh, sorry. No, uh, my bad. Uh, this is Smith and Lentz pepperoni castle, a dry hop Pilsner. Um, it says Pilsner other, uh, but I don't know what, if this is like IPL category territory. It is, um, it is quite piney. It is quite bitter. It is, uh, quite crispy. This is um, this is solid across the board for me. Um, I love my cold IPAs. This isn't too far off uh, from that kind of vibe, other than the fact that it's only four and a half percent. You know, I like yeah. my cold IPAs around seven percent, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But uh, yeah, real good. I like this. Bye. Well, uh, super crisp, super clean, uh, aggressively hopped, which is. Agro, agro, which is you know always welcome uh, by me. Um, God, that is slight little chill haze to it. I mean, it's unfiltered. I really like this, and it paired great with a Caesar salad. Uh, big buy, Josh. At two brute. Yeah, this is a, another one of those like. <laughs> yes, please keep making this style of beer like. I know the crispy boy kind of came back, and it was eh, kind of. It was, I liked it, but I like it with a little bit more hot bite, and this has definitely got that hot bite. So, absolute bite. Next beer up. Uh, next up from Zool. This is uh, it's a school night. Oh, it's an Italian style pilsner. It's a school night. It's a school night. So we're going from an, an almost Italian style pilsner to. Very An much actual Italian, Italian style yeah. pilsner, and, and um, man, oh man, this is it. I, I wish I, we would have. Uh, sometimes you don't know when, I, or I don't know when I'm setting up the lineup. Um, I wish I would have had this one first. This is milder on the hop front. Uh, it kind of gets a little bit of crushed 
by that first one in terms of just like hop oppressiveness. But this is smooth and delicious and mild, and yet the hops are there. Um, there's a lot going on. I really like this beer. Um, again, n- another winner from Zool. I'm not, not even sure why you guys were having such a hard time with them for so long. If you had seen the two beers that we had at that beer festival, you would understand. This this is the final piece in a, a redemption arc trilogy for me. This is the other gargoyle. I'd had three uh, beers since those first two disappointments. This is finally the straw that broke the camel's back and said, you know what? When I'm driving through Nashville, I need to go to Zool and just see. There is no drive-through. There is only Zool. There is only Zool. This is, is damn good. Zool. I mean, in terms of Italian pilsners, yeah, it did. It did just get bodied by that pepperoni castle. But this is still so good. Um, infinitely more crushable, I, I would say, than that pepperoni castle. I yeah. could drink three of these for every two of that you other one. That one. Um, super clean, cool. no body. I mean, no, no body. It, this is fucking near water. I, okay. I love it. Uh, big buy. Josh, your thoughts on It's a School Night. Remember it's my, a school night. Remember my weird obsession with, uh, was it? Everything. Who was the, 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 the new, th- the North Carolina uh, brewery that made like the table beer that was like 3%. Mystery. Yes, there we go. Uh, they never it, made the same beer twice. And burial before it was burial. It was basically just like basic hop water at best. And yeah. it was yummy and delicious. This obviously has a lot more body to it, but same vibe, same basic idea. Uh, did get absolutely crushed by the beer before it. Um, Let the bodies hit the floor. I'll buy it, but Zool, you still have a lot of work to do on me. Next well, year up. Well. Well, next up. Can I interest you in Sally from the Valley by Zool? Zool puts out Sally from the Valley, uh, a West Coast style IPA. And uh, unlike the West Coast in the last show, this one actually is a little closer to clear. Um, not quite um, Divine Barrel clear, but uh, pretty dang good. Uh, this is one of those beers that in this lineup, I feel like it's going to get a little bit lost. Uh, having had this on its own, it absolutely delivers. Uh, I do like this beer. I have bought this beer. I will buy this beer. Well, um, I kind of went out on a limb with this. This was not one that I had bought or that I'd gotten on draft uh, while I was there. I just said, you know, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling lucky today. And I feel like I got lucky with this. It's so look, you got lucky with Sally from the Valley. Nothing. That's what I'm hearing. Nothing is going to be as crisp and like as clear as a West Coast IPA from Vine Barrel. We are spoiled rotten locally. You, so you, you appreciate the more multi backbone of this one? It's not a multi backbone. Stop. You like the mouthfeel? A little better? A little, little better mouthfeel? I'm trying to make wells explode. No, I just, uh, I really enjoy this beer. It's. It's still got some bite, but it's not going to do a lot of damage to my taste buds. This is a, a, an infinitely crushable uh, West Coast IPA. Uh, also going to buy this one. Josh, your thoughts. So, again, um, <clears throat> Jeff, I wish you could have... I, I, I wish you could have experienced what we experienced. Like, literally... Don't make me relive your trauma. Watching Sludge, it looked like Sludge. To be honest, oh, it's a hazy IPA. Got it. No, no, it was a fruited sour, it was like a thing. strawberry banana sour ale. Okay, but awful. even Orvius put out a coffee sour. Like sometimes, no, they didn't. We had it on the show. Yeah, we did. Orpheus? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Orpheus. It was yeah. sent to us by a listener. Yep. Pretty sure he was trolling us, but a hundred percent. Because we haven't gotten any other beers from him. Since. It had the Minotaur on it. Yeah. Um, this is That's getting it. there. Uh, again, I still feel like that got some work to do because I was so disappointed in what was one of those hype breweries that I had heard a lot about. And this is good. Uh, again, you guys have said it best. We're kind of spoiled by Divine and their for West real. Coast. For real, for real. No cap. Like, Oh, God. Their their West Coast shit is just on point, I, and it's hard to 
it's hard to take other people's West Coast seriously after having that. Did you stuff. see here in the last week or so they released beer flavored beer? It is outstanding. It's a white label Divine Barrel beer. By the way, did you know there's another brewery that is, I don't know, somewhere in like Tennessee or something like that, that has white label beer flavored beer? Like the labels don't look the same, but it's a white label and it literally says beer flavored beer Sue on them. it. Sue them. Sue them nothing, man. Let's let's go blab. <clears throat> let's go break some shit. Yeah. So I gotta be careful what I say anymore, right? Like right. I would be joking about like, you know, doing damage, but like I feel like there's this is not the time to make that joke. Right. Uh so I will buy this one too. Uh Zool, you're getting up there. Maybe not yet. We'll see if if, if the trilogy Maybe get itself. off your whiny no. bitch boy. Next beer up. Next beer up. Um, so this is one of the places that Wells went to. Um, this is, I, I keep looking at this and I want to say it's barbecue, but it's barrique. Right? Is that, is that how I say it, Wells? I think so. Yeah, okay. I, it's like that scene from Raiders, right? Oh, they call him Belosh. Yeah. <laughs> Belloc. <laughs> Harrison Ford National Treasure. Uh, from barrique. Uh, in the Nash Vegas area. This is their West Coast IPA called Parallel Compression featuring Nelson Strata, Nelson CGX, and Strata CGX. Um, so, like, here's the thing. and I, I was kind of talking to, adjacently to this point a minute ago, we've had a lot of beer on this show over the years. Um, somewhere over 2,500 beers since we've been doing this show. It takes a lot for a beer to really stand out. This has got to be one of the most unique IPAs I've had in a long time. Um, where I'm struggling is whether or not I like it. <laughs> it is it is super dry. It is hoppy as all get out. It is like kind of like armpit funky. I don't hate it. I'm, I, I, I like it enough that I, I would buy these again. I'd love to have one of these just to taste and sample and, you know, it outside of a bunch of others just to, like, really analyze it. Um, well spoken highly enough about this brewery that, you know, I, I got to believe that this is a good beer. It's just super interesting. Super interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it just out of morbid curiosity. Well, it's it's almost whiny, you know, like I've a, some of these like like a yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah. And. But it's got this like almost like not quite Cezanne horse blanket funk, but there's some something funky in one of those hops. Like, remember that Aslan beer that we had that smelled like butthole? Like. Uh, not this any butthole ever smelled. This isn't quite there, <laughs> but like it's just like it's like like sweaty armpit. There's like a little bit in there. It's weird. Oh. Are you buying it though? I am. Okay. Um, so everything that they make has been aged in barrels or fooders, except their West Coast IPAs. Hmm. They tried that, didn't really work for them. So this is the only clean beer that they make. And I'd even look up what some of these derivatives of CGX. Like, well, exactly. So some of these um, uh, New Zealand hops do have like a whininess to it, like a, a Chardonnay or a Nelson. Like a musty. A mu- exactly. Maybe. And this just absolutely comes through. It's, it is interesting. I don't know if this is a day-to-day drinker for me. Um you shake your head no. No. And I, I think I'm 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 with you. It's 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 really not a day to day drinker for me, but I won't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. Right. I, I'm a I enjoy this a lot more on draft than I do in a can, but that's not gonna keep me from buying it. Josh? Yeah, I, I I'm there with you guys. This has got some weird funk to it. It it's not in a bad way at all. Right. And that's the the amazing thing about this is it's almost like an unintentional sour IPA, and it does not taste sour at all, no. but it smells a little bit like horse blankety. 
So, so for Wells to sit there and say this is the one thing that they don't barrel age or foot or anything, like I almost want to call shenanigans on that because it almost right? like like it gives off that presence like there was something else in there. Yeah, like there was some like weird funky cheese or something. Or, or maybe they threw some like barrel staves in it or something like just to right. kind of like throw you off. Or I, I don't know, man. But this thing is like almost enamel pulling hoppy. Like it's up there. It's it's yeah. For the West Coast? So the CGX stuff is like, so cryo is trademarked, uh-huh. but that's like the super potent version of like, so CGX is like cryogenically. From, no, CGX. No, 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 I know. You said X. Is it like a CTZ variant? No, or? CTZ stands no, this for. Has, this has Nelson CGX and Strata CGX. Nelson, okay, CGX. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's like a super concentrated version of Nelson and Strata. Okay. Uh, I, I now that you say that, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Um, I think they could turn it down a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, they could, because it is weird. It, it, yeah. it going back to what Jeff, when you said it, this is probably one of the most interesting beers I think we've had on the show in a it, very it, long time. It absolutely is the most unique IPA I can remember having in yeah. a long time. Yes, like most of the time, the shit is just so enamel pulling, and there's not like. It's overly hopped, and there's not a lot of other nuance to it. This has got some crazy nuance to it. Yeah, uh, it's very unassuming to look at, and yeah. then it like slaps you upside the head. Uh, I, I, I'm with you guys. I will absolutely buy this. I don't know that I could drink it every day, but this would be a fun one to again, like you said, Jeff, take it out of this equation. I have it as like the first beer on a Saturday, and I go. You know, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes with this thing. I want to see what we can do. Or there are those times where, and I, I'm, I'm speaking for the two of you, so correct me if, if I'm wrong. There are those days where I don't have a lot going on. Maybe I'm smoking some meat outside. And I'm going to pound through more than one or two or three beers. Yeah. And then there are those days where it's like, I, I really, like, I want a beer but I'm not in for a quantity. Yep. This is that kind of beer that would be unique enough and interesting enough to have as a one shot. I wouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. Right. Like it's not like I'm going to drink this. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I need another beer for reasons like one and done, but in a good way. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Next beer up. Uh, from <clears throat> Zool. A collaborative effort between Zool Widowmaker and Yakima Chief Hops. I, okay, so um, this is now the second beer in two beers that has tried to call it a collaboration when they work with a hop farm. Is that really a collaboration? Well, if it's with a different brewery, and sure. I don't know. I just, whatever. We're name dropping hop farms. Um, this is Zool's Wicked Webs We Weave. An IPA with Citra, HBC 586, Motuika, and Nelson. Um, a hazy IPA, New England style. I don't hate this. Um, damn Zool, I'm 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 in for Zool. I guess I'll buy this one. Wells, Wells. same. <laughs> I, I mean, like I, it's it's really light bodied. It still has that. Like visual haze to it, yep. but it's not chewy. Right. It's, it doesn't taste like oatmeal. No. Or like somebody it, poured a pound of oatmeal in it. It, it doesn't uh, talk about something that I could drink every day. It's this. Uh, this is like a hazy IPA for people on a diet, but it's got some really great flavor, even if the body's a little on the light side. I really enjoyed this, and I'm a solid buy on it. Josh. So, <laughs> no, I don't like this. And this is where the, my hate for Zool continues, I guess, because it was nothing but a marketing gimmick when we saw them and I saw the beer that was poured. I tried the other one. I did not like it. This, you said it best, this is Diet Haze. And 
if if I want a Diet Haze, I know better breweries in town that can sell me Diet Haze than this. Point. So, no, I'm not going to give them the money. I'm not going to give them the recognition. No buy. Final beer up. Final beer up. From Resident Culture. We're moving back to Charlotte here for, uh, for things. Um, this is Irrational State, a pastry stout. I've got to go to the glasses because... I'm, I'm doing the Senor Chang here. <laughs> Can't read it. Uh, pastry stout conditioned on raw and toasted coconut, roasted almonds, roasted pecans, roasted peanuts, Congo vanilla, Amberana wood spirals. Amber- you know why I bought it. And we know why Wells bought it. Devised and brewed with our friends at Three Sons and Moxa. Um... It is fine. It is a pastry stout. It delivers on what it says. It is. I just. Um, I don't know. The weird thing is, Wells was so upset about that BA toffee stout last time, and I thought I was liking it for a while. Right. This one is just. It's it's very dry. It's very acerbic. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So I'm just not like, I'm disinterested. I'm unaffected. I feel like I'm today's youth. No bye. Okay. Well, for real. Uh, to me, this is an imperial style, adjuncted, but like on the lower end of things. Uh, this is uh, the opposite side of the coin from that midnight toffee. Look, I'm a sucker for amberana wood. Um, I I love. Uh, peanuts in a beer as long as they have restraint but this is surprisingly restrained I think it could have been a lot worse I think this is I mean I just really enjoy it and yes I am a homer for all things Amberana but yeah but this or does as it not, says on untapped Amberbana this does not break my streak I, I really enjoy this it's yeah. a, a pastry stout for when I'm just not really in a pastry stout mood. Uh, definite buy. Josh. The coconut's there. The amaran is there. The vanilla's there. The peanut is there. Holy shit. This is amazing. I absolutely love this beer. This is fan-fucking-tastic. Well, it's time for I'd tap that. How does that work? Of all the beers that we've been drinking throughout the show and that we were just talking about, what is the one that we would theoretically tap on our home kegerator? Jeff, kick us off. Um, probably, honestly, my favorite um, surprise was probably the pepperoni family hug. I mean, pepperoni castle from Smith and West. I mean, Smith and Lentz. Um, but truly, the beer that I would tap in would I would drink a ton of was the uh, "It's a School of Night" by Zool. I just felt like that, like it was a little milder, and I just feel like that would that would work better longer term. Fair enough. Well, absolutely the irrational state. I don't give a shit if we're moving in the summertime. Uh, this is the summertime imperial stout. It's eight percent. It's adjunctive, but not too much. I I just want more of this, Josh. I'm right there with you. Rational State is fantastic. Uh, already could feel this one on the top 10. Like, honestly. Like, the coconut is here. Like, everything that is on the can is here, and it is not overwhelming. It shows restraint. And I appreciate that in this overly adjuncted pastry stout world that we're sometimes in. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Patreon, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Also on the interwebs, craftbeercast.com. Um, Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. Though, like, honestly, if you're going to send me a message over Facebook, just know that it's going to be a while before I respond to it because I, like, I log in literally to our Facebook page like once a week. Okay. And even then, it doesn't always tell me that there's a message. So, you know, whatevs, it's fine. Um, meanwhile, uh, Twitter at CBCast, Instagram, nobody cares. Uh, TikTok, absolutely not. Uh, Clip Plop, nope, nope. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wells, anywhere they want to find you? You can find me at Tinder at my girlfriend would divorce me if I was on Tinder. Uh, you could... F- ah, whatever. It's show, it's show two. Give me Username f- taken. <laughs> <laughs> Add a number character to the end of it. Yeah. Oh, God. My girlfriend would divorce me if she found out I was on Tinder 1893. Gotcha. 69420. <laughs> <laughs> Lols. Um, no, you can find me at... Instagram at all the wells. Josh, where are you? Besides right here, you can uh, find me on places. Uh, we do have a subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Throw some stories up there. If you want us to discuss something, we absolutely will. Uh, tell somebody, tell a friend. Uh, word of mouth helps a ton. We have not ever done any sponsorship, like taking any money from anything. And anybody that has listened to this show knows, even if we're at a brewery, we're still brutally honest with them. Like, yes. we do not lie. Nope. Uh, and we still have friends in the industry. So somehow. somehow. We still have friends. Somehow. Yeah. Like, so obviously, uh, you know, we don't care about sponsorship. We just like good beer. So, yeah. Um, Some of these breweries have it. Uh, Patreon is, is, is really the best way to help us. It, it's helped us buy mics, helped us buy boards, and everything else. So... Yeah, do that. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.